And thanks for pushing play. Welcome to the blank slate. You downloaded this. Now you're going to listen to it. What? Get out of here. Uh, this is Rich Camelucci uh, with the first podcast from Chicago, Illinois. I'm here. I did it. I made it alive uh, over Ooh. Skype. I have uh, friends of the show, Jeff Spaulding. Hello. And Tim Anderson. Uh, yes. Jeff in uh, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and Tim in, in Orlando, Florida. Yes. Uh, as I'm also currently shirtless in my bed. No one asked, but you know what? All right, that works. <laughs> I am wearing a short uh, and pants, and I am sitting at a desk. I am wearing uh, a, a denim jeans, a, a T-shirt, and I'm sitting at a desk as well. Well, I mean, I also have pajama pants on, well, but Jeff, you win. You win. Bottom line. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super comfy. Well, thank you guys very much for joining me on this. Uh, this is uh, somewhat testing ground, uh, as this is the first time. I just, I don't know. Ever since I got here, I've been having like crazy problems with the internet in general. Uh, Comcast sucks balls, so this is just a good testing uh, to see this, but also. Uh, a lot has happened since uh, we've last talked just in general, just about anything on the podcast or between the three of us or in general about anything. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, for so example, Tim, I got back from Baltimore and have so many more crab explorations and findings. Awesome. That's great news. Uh, which I just posted the one that we did uh, today. I saw that. Yeah, okay. I saw the the, um, the tag on Twitter there. I'll have to check that out soon. <laughs> Good, yeah. It's a quick one. It's easy. It's fun. It's a fun listen. Uh, some some more findings. The price of crabs has gone up. Uh, <laughs> the 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 cheapest dozen there were there was was like forty eight bucks. Uh, Ouch! And, and we were legitimately eating like on re- like on the regular, uh, like seventy two to hundred dollar crabs. <laughs> yeah. And they were good. They were full. They were filling. Well, I don't really get full off of crabs, but uh, really good. Um, yeah, I, I feel like you could eat thousands of crabs and still kind of just yeah. be sitting like, okay. I feel that yeah, way, like, too. Apparently, if you ever do like a bottomless crab leg thing, it's a, a crab massacre. Yeah. I mean, I feel now, the same way, too, but apparently people do get full off of them, and I don't get it. Well, you know what those people do? They uh, they eat the shells. <laughs> And they're not full, just their intestines are torn apart. Yeah. Do you guys pull out the little spiny bits that are like under the legs and there's kind of like the sharp uh, the sharp shell bits that you have to kind of peel off down there? You know what I'm talking about? Well, it depends if you're doing the crab legs or uh, uh, blue crabs. Um, okay. For crab legs, crab. I know what you're talking, talking about. about. Like, uh, like anything from like a snow crab to like an Alaskan green crab where mm-hmm. it's like... Where like necks at the bait to the body, and you can get the meat in there, but you have to like peel off these little shell bits. And the more you eat the crabs, the more pruny your hand, so they get like more sensitive and it pokes harder. <laughs> I think that's that's when I'm like, okay, I guess I'm done with the crab now. Is when like my fingers hurt too much from getting stabbed by spiny shell bits. It's not yeah. an I'm full thing. It's like it's a phys- I can't physically go on. Yeah. Uh, it's a pain threshold thing. Actually, yeah. what happens with blue crabs is like you'll I get like sort of same sort of deal. Like they won't get like pruny, but like a shell like puncture. You might like cut yourself uh, uh-huh. on a shell, and then Old Bay is just so much like salt and like pepper <laughs> just and right everything. into the wound. And yeah, and your like hand starts to burn, um, <laughs> and it's terrible. Uh, but yeah, so the price has gone up. Um. And apparently in the months of like August to like like June, August, and then like summer, September, they actually fly crabs in from either Texas or Louisiana because the Maryland crabs are not ready yet. They're not uh, big enough yet. Their mating season hasn't fully formed yet. Ah. Uh, So just I just wanted to uh, like post a few like corrections and omissions from the last one. Uh, The last thing I'll say. And this was news to to me and my mother, um, but apparently, you can uh, something that some people do is they eat the brain. All right, okay, just eat crab brain. Yeah, apparently it's a uh, that's a good sweet me right there. I mean, uh, 
we did a we did a crawfish we've done a crawfish boil down here and a lot of people suck the crawfish heads that's the uh that's the brain well that's the kind of backwards living that's going on in alabama <laughs> shots well, all right <laughs> give you give you an idea of the culture going on down there sucking brains out of animals <laughs> how else yep. do you feel about alabama and the rest of the south tim you doing all right <laughs> i'm doing fine uh, <laughs> i actually i uh i had an eating mishap i ate um my my dog is barking at the sound of my voice in this room because she thinks there's like an intruder outside <laughs> so i'm <laughs> been like periodically opening this door just to prove to her that I'm still in here. <laughs> um, I ate, uh, the first time I ate edamame, actually, I ate it without, um, I guess you're supposed to pop like the beans yeah, out of eat the pods. Yeah, I ate the pods just like straight up, just like popped it in my mouth. And it's very uh, fibrous. Yes. So I was, I got through like two, and I was like swallowing the whole thing, and I was like, "This is bad." And there's like a whole bowl of these. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think I'm gonna make it through this without like choking to death. It was like it was like swallowing like a piece of gum like over and over and over again every time I ate one. Just like stringy. Yeah, well, you know, it's like you have to like kind of brace yourself. For yeah. The, for the swallow, it's like, all right. I mean, essentially, you were just like swallowing huge hops of like dental floss. Yeah, the... it was sad. See, <laughs> maybe a little stiffer too because it, well, it they, doesn't. They salt the outs. They salt the pods. So I figured, why else would yeah. they be putting that's salt how, on that's the pods? That's how the flavor gets into the actual beans. Well, I didn't know, man. <laughs> Yeah, learn the hard way is what you Yeah, did. I didn't see anyone else eating edamame in the establishment. So. I would love if you had, like, never eaten a banana up until this point, and you've been like, I just picked up a banana and started eating it. <laughs> Everyone's giving me this weird look, but whatever. And honestly, it was terrible. I don't know why people... I've had yeah. banana flavors before, and it didn't taste anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I do want to bring up something because I've never eaten edamame before, um, and I do want to get uh, a little bit later on. I do want to bring up something else that I haven't done, but you two have. Uh, but first things first, our um, our movie league is coming to a close. Our it is, vaunted movie league, uh, and yeah. It's yep. uh, it's it, it's it's going to be the first year that mullet doesn't win, which is the whole reason why he's well, not on. Technically, a mullet does still win. A mullet still wins. Yes. Hold on, I'm going to pull up the uh, the the point totals right yeah, now. Right now, um, Tim, uh, as it were, your your favorite movies were two of the Bears movies, uh, one in three D or not? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Also, Lemurs was in there. I can't remember the other ones. Yeah, my mistake. The full title is actually Lemurs Island of Madagascar, but the trade name is just Lemurs. Yeah, for people in the biz. <laughs> um, whatever. I mean, I think I picked both of those up. Well, I think I actually got bears for like eight points, which is pretty embarrassing, but I think I only paid like... I think I only paid one or one or two points for Lemur. So that totally redeems yourself with that. I no. I think yours was three points because I was going to pick up bears, but I only had like two bucks left and you went to like three bucks on it or something like I, that. I got someone. No, I feel like a Zangri was like trying to outbid me in bears. It's angry. Well, Zangri raced a lot of people on a lot of things that seemed questionable, but apparently it worked out for him. He did. Yeah, that he did. All right, I just want to go over what Sam's roster was, and this is this is gonna be the winning roster. Think about this. This is the winning roster. Okay, The Amazing Spider-Man Two. Okay, yeah. It was not a good movie. Right, but you know, it it, it was fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe, and you know, it made a lot of money. That's a questionable decision. It happens. Uh, <laughs> Divergent. 
Oh, uh, uh, yeah. She dropped Step Up All In for Cuban Fury. I don't know. Well, I, I don't sorry. think that really was, impacted yeah. it. Was uh, Cuban Fury the new Paranormal Activity movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it could have been. It, it well, been that, better... the new, the new, the new uh, Paranormal Activity movie had like a, like a Latin American slant, though, didn't it? Yes. Cuban Fury was the Nick Frost uh, salsa dancing movie. Okay. <laughs> well, I was way off. A little bit. Were uh, you? She also well, had three hundred Rise of an Empire. She did. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that did way better than I freaking expected. Mm-hmm. The it other... made like a hundred points. Fuck that movie. The other yeah, one. It was, she had a lot of stuff that just got like her like like seventy five and a hundred points. Look, when when you get to Lucy, I'm just gonna you know what? No, I'm just gonna start it now. All right, fuck Luke Basson. Alright? Fuck him. He is a washed up hack of a director. Alright? What's the last movie? Taken 2? Fuck you. That was the shitty Taken. Alright? Fuck you. You haven't made a good movie since the goddamn 90s and then you come out with this Lucy bullshit which had to have the most obnoxious, annoying fucking marketing scheme ever. But of course Americans are dumb enough to go see a fucking movie based around this stupid belief that we only use 10% of our fucking brains. Fuck you and your supposedly trippy quasi-philosophical bullshit endings. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Go back to putting platinum blonde bouffants on Chris Rock and whatever the hell you did to Gary Oldman. Alright? Fuck you. Chris Tucker, you racist son of a bitch. Uh, what did what did he say? Chris Chris Rock. I said Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. <laughs> Same guy. I mean different era. Different era. Yeah, I kinda wanted to see Lucy. I don't know about you. Wait, so is Jeff upset because it actually did well? It's what pretty much it's what clinched the league for Sam. Oh what? really? What also doesn't help, here's also what else she had. She had Into the Storm, Lucy, the other woman, and this is really what did it because she only paid $2 for it, The Fault in Our Stars. Fault in Our Stars. Oh, yeah. And it's really the fault the fault of all of us. It was. That was the downfall. The fault, but I the fault of all of our stars. Yes, that's pretty much. I could have yeah. sworn if Lucy had done like 10-point shit. Which I wholeheartedly expected it to like not get above uh, like twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and to get like panned hardcore because it looked so effing dumb. I agree. Um, wait, no, I don't agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, at least we. Could, I don't know. I'm having the personal worst finish that I've had in a league uh, by not finishing fourth. Mullet is actually finishing fourth. Jeff, you finished second. Zangri in his first showing is currently third. Again, there's still some time so things can change, but this is pretty much more or less what it's going to be. Um, Tim, you weren't last, considering you had bears and lemurs. That's good. Uh, I mean, he's still got uh, Sin City to kill for. I had, I had X-Men, and that's the only reason I'm not last. Uh, and we can all rejoice in the fact that RJ has had probably one of the worst seasons uh, that we have ever seen in the short yeah. history of this game. With Earth to Echo, Rio 2, Million Dollar Arm, Transcendence, which he dropped for Wish I Was Here, Sabotage, <laughs> Hercules. Oh my god, he dropped Transcendence for a movie that no, actually no, no, did no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He dropped Jupiter Ascending because that got pushed back. Sorry. That's oh, right, right. right. Um, he had Hercules, which was the closest thing he had to a hit, uh, and Brick Mansions. He paid $12 for Brick Mansions. He paid like twenty bucks for Rio too. He paid twenty, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, he at least at least we can admire him that he went in uh, with a theme and he stuck to his theme of of just getting the the worst possible picks. You yes. Have. <laughs> Especially because he saved up his money for so long in the draft and then yeah. just started blowing it on these stupidest fucking things. Oh yeah. Well, after he also made the biggest stink about uh, not letting no one, one, yeah, no one picking basically spreading out the the good picks, so so Mullet wouldn't win. And we spread out the good picks. Yeah, we did, and he didn't win. Yeah. Well, he's he got two picks. Well, the he got 
um, How to Train Your Dragon 2, which it, everyone thought was going to be the biggest movie of the summer, and it was a fart fest. And it got beat by 22 Jump Street. Yeah, that was really like really Week over week, just 22 Jump Street crapping down an animated dragon throat. So... What were some of your favorite movies this summer? I know uh, Jeff kind of posted on our group that we have a yes. uh, top five list, which was pretty cool. I think we should definitely do that every season because um, this definitely does encourage you to go out and see more movies, which is always a good thing. And they're expensive, yeah, but they're pretty cool um, to just go I, out and just see even more though, like I saw a lot of things about like um... – this was a low box office summer, but I thought it had some of the best movies that I've seen in a summer in a while. There were some good, solid standalone movies. Not too many franchises or tentpole movies. I mean, there was there was Dawn and Dragons and Transformers, but there was also a lot of eh, there was Captain America. But there was also some other like good uh, independent original stuff that came yeah. out. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I don't know, I. This also makes me appreciate um, uh, going to see like some more independent movies and like making sure that I pay for them. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I went and saw like Chef and Obvious Child, which I think like Chef Zangry had, but no one had Obvious Child. But I still wanted to make sure like that I paid for them and didn't just go see like you know three at once or like you know just right. you know, download it or something. Right. Um, which Chef was my favorite movie of the summer. Uh, oh. It was so fantastic. Um, don't go see it hungry, but I de- definitely recommend you see it somewhere, one way or another. Yeah. All um, right. Yeah. What was your favorites? Uh, um, I, only, I only saw three. Okay. Which were they? <laughs> um. X-Men, 22 Jump Street, and I just saw Guardians last week. So, All right. So that's it. That's my, that's my top three. That's, <laughs> that's your top three. That's my top three. That's my only three. Well, at least they're no, good ones. I was going to say, those three all, all definitely have a place in a top three. Yeah. Um, uh, I put my, my top five on the group, but then also realized there were two movies I'd forgotten that definitely like deserve honorable mention slash could have possibly swapped out with movie but it was uh dawn of the planet of the apes was number one guardians of the galaxy number two captain america number three edge of tomorrow number four and neighbors number five but uh i didn't see 22 jump street that probably could have been in there uh and then x-men and godzilla uh definitely could have found uh you saw godzilla Tim? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see Godzilla. We That's all saw true. it together. Yeah, we all saw it together. Okay, yeah, I guess... I, I honestly forgot how... Hold on. I forgot, I forgot how long this season was. Um, yeah. It felt it felt very drawn out. For me, particularly, because I didn't really have anything on my roster to really look forward to. I knew it was going to be pretty dismal. So after, like, X-Men came out, and even before X-Men came out, I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like I was kind of, I was kind of interested in uh, in Grand Budapest Hotel, which came out kind of towards the start of the season, but never yeah. actually got around to seeing it. But I know now it's on, it's on DVD, so I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah I definitely want to check that out. Um, for me, this whole, like, even aside from the league, this whole summer to me was leading up to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And that was the movie I was most interested in seeing from the get go, and um, and holy shit, did it ever deliver? It was phenomenal. Oh yeah, my god, I loved it. I mean, it was just picture. It was it was picture picture and pitch perfect. It, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it, all of the performances were were you know just spot on. Uh, yeah, Chris. they actually they actually watched Pitch Perfect in in the movie. The entirety of Pitch Perfect is actually in. <laughs> There's a scene where uh, where Drax sits down and watches Pitch Perfect in its entirety on a TV. So it's actually uh, Picture Perfect, Pitch Perfect, and Picture in a Pitch Perfect. Yeah. So sorry about the spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> those that have not seen it. 
But and, a good third of the movie is taken up. And luckily, <laughs> uh, before the second Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, Pitch Perfect 2 will have come out. Right. So, they'll so be able to, yeah. you, you know, it's a whole thing thing. itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of Drax, though, I, I honestly thought Batista did a really good job. I, th- I thought Drax was actually one of my more favorite characters. So, yeah. Uh, not to get on, like, the, the Groot bandwagon. Because uh, <laughs> everybody is all about Groot. Um, but, uh, Ben, I agree. He nailed some of those funny lines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It turns out Batista actually has some, like, timing and can be. Yeah. Funny. Well, yeah. I, I honestly think, uh, with the exception of Gamora, who just, I guess, you know, is kind of the deadpan assassin type character as it is. But, um, I, I feel like Chris Pratt was actually my, my least enjoyed character just because. Really? Yeah, just because of the, you know, of like the, the in your face like stuff that Rocket did, and you know, Groot being Groot and Drax being Drax, and then uh, fucking Merle from Walking, uh, Walking <laughs> Dead, did. yeah, Yondu, Michael Rooker crushed this movie. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. And. Uh, yeah. Little trips back for it, all of you. Uh, Yondu was actually one of the original members of the Guardian of the Galaxy in the comic. Oh, didn't know that. There oh. you go. Yeah, I I liked it. I liked that it was um, just more kind of like a, a science fictiony kind of vibe than any of the other Marvel movies thus mm-hmm. far. Um, there wasn't like a particular focus on any one guy. Um, I don't know. I I liked it a lot. I thought it was an interesting. You know what else I, I liked a lot? All, or at least most of the aliens had practical makeup effects. Yeah. I loved that. That was cool. I mean, that's what also is getting me excited about just everything, every little bit that we see off of the new Star Wars movies, too. A lot of practical uh, effects. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Because, like, honestly, if they had done, like, Star Trek and just... J.J. Abrams, the crap out of it, I probably wouldn't have liked this movie anywhere near as much. How much... Oh, my God. How much is Star Wars going to go for in, in the league? It's going to be insane. I was just thinking about that the other day. like Or the next Avengers movie. Yeah, or the next Avengers movie. But yeah, the, I think they're going to have to put a ban on it. We just say no one can get it. Yeah. No, I mean, but someone's got to get it. I mean... that's Then that is it. That's it. That's going to be the $93 bid. And and that's something you got to account for in your strategy. The rest of your movies are going to be one dollar movies. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point. I mean it's it's a it's a balance. I'm I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be speaking crazy. Of one, what was the best one dollar pickup in this league? Hmm, good. Question. You think you can we can suss that out real quick? Yeah, hold on. Let me try to find that real quick. Because um, there's a couple of movies that went for cheap that ended up doing real good. Uh, but that said, though, uh, to. Uh, Go against what Tim said earlier. I bought some Chris Pratt stock a while ago, and I totally dig that dude. And he's gonna be working in a lot of awesome stuff. Oh yeah, no, I, I dig him for sure. I just think um, Star Lord was not your favorite character. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's not a knock against him or anything. I just think compared to some of the personalities, I think they played him a little too much on the everyman side. I wasn't getting like the as much Chris Pratt that I grew like accustomed to in like Parks and Rec and stuff yeah. like that. Um, not that they would want to go, you know, Andy Dwyer in that, yeah, in that way. But um, that's just the kind of vibe I got from it. Not that it was a bad thing. All right. So uh, Zangri did not have a one dollar movie. Huh. Uh, his cheapest movie, he paid two dollars for Single Moms Club. Uh, three dollar Dan. Uh, actually had uh, two dollar movies: Walk of Shame and The Quiet Ones. Uh, Jeff, you had three one dollar movies: uh, A Haunted House Two. Yes. Enemy, which I don't even remember. Yeah, that was some early. Yeah, and then I had a Most Wanted Man, which I traded for Oculus. But of course. A most one of man came out, but I don't know what its point total would have been compared to Oculus. Uh, Oculus did 
pretty decent for you. That was yeah, actually, Oculus did like thirty. That was a pickup points. that I was like, that was like, oh, that's a good pickup. No, that was that was a good pickup, but now I don't know if most want a man made more than that or not. Um, I did not have a one dollar movie. Uh, Sam's one dollar movies were Step Up All In, which she dropped for Cuban Fury, uh, right. Lucy, and Into the Storm. Fuck, Lucy's gonna be the best one. This is just gonna piss me off even Possibly. more. Possibly. <laughs> one dollar movie was Sabotage. What the hell is that? Oh, that was oh, that Sylvester that Stallone movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Tim's one dollar movies were Island of Lemurs, Madagascar. There you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and a movie that I actually want to see uh, begin again. Oh, formerly uh, known as uh, "A Song Could Save Your Life" or whatever, right? Oh, okay, all right, two. okay, yeah, yeah. And Mullet's one dollar movies were uh, Veronica Mars, which was dropped <laughs> for Cesar Chavez. Oh my god! Legends of Oz: Dorothy's Return, which he dropped Wait, for he dropped that. Heaven is for real. Okay, well, that's going to be the best $1 pickup. Heaven's for real made like 100 and something points. Did it? Yeah, Heaven's for real made bank, man. Shit. Yeah, and then he also got Get On Up for a dollar and Draft Day for a dollar. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, he really I got the most bang for his bucks. Yeah. Uh, Heaven is for real made like 120 points. Did it really? I'm dead serious. Damn. Check it out on the, on the like point breakdown damn heaven is for really real because also it i think it's like still in theaters i just don't i think it's like never it just went theaters every person who's interested in a movie about uh a sappy movie about heaven went and saw it and then i guess i don't know just kept going to see it It was like church for them i guess or is that uh, requirement is that the one with greg kinnear in it is that that one, or is that God's Not Dead? I don't know. The only time I can think of a Greg Kinnear movie is the one where he was the guy that invented the intermittent windshield wipers. Flash of Genius. Oh. What so, about uh, Little Miss Sunshine, man? Uh, I consider that more of an Abigail Breslin joint. Okay. Um, I actually forgot he was in that until you just said that right now. Me too. Yeah, uh, man. Take off the top and get killed by Greg Kinnear. <laughs> uh, that's uh that's the yeah don't worry you can edit that out nope. um all right uh yes greg kinnear was in heaven is real okay so that was his have yep. well tim you haven't because you listed off the three movies you saw this summer the four okay uh jeff have you seen teenage mutant ninja turtles i have not okay but i've heard extensive things about it pretty much being about as interesting as eating a cardboard cutout of a Ninja Turtle. You get about the same experience as far as like satisfaction, satisfaction <laughs> wise. I mean, I'm still going to see it somehow, whether I, you know, find it on demand or, you know, some uh, other fashion. But I don't know if you're if you're interested in the turtles and you want something new, their Nickelodeon show is pretty goddamn good. I've heard. I've heard. Um, so, I want to kind of switch gears here for a sec. Um, change right. topic from the league, unless anyone has any other final thoughts. I mean, I, do we want to talk about Transformers 4 and the Transformers franchise in general? I mean, what's there to talk about? He's not going to direct uh, the fifth one. Yeah, wait, that. Oh, okay. All right. Awesome. I thought it made like $100 million less than the third one. Did it? I don't think it did. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, either way. I, don't I feel like it, it franchisely crapped the bed, finally. I mean, it still made a shit ton of money. Well, yeah, but compared to what... I mean, Transformers 3 is the sixth highest grossing movie of all goddamn time. <laughs> wow, really? That is, I'm dead serious. That's horrible. It's like Titanic, Transformers. It's like Avatar, Titanic, Transformers 3, Dark of the Moon. Wow. I mean, it doesn't go in that exact order, but, you know, just to 
just to see what kind of company it's in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Dark, I'm pretty sure it made more like more money than Dark Knight. I think Dark Knight's only like ninth. Well, I mean, you know, inflation <laughs> <laughs> between what two? Th- uh, I'm gonna years. All right. Um. So, I do want to switch gears? Yeah, um, go for it. So what I was talking about earlier, as far as uh, something that you guys have done that I haven't, uh, coming up in the very near future, I am going to be joining a weekly game of Dungeons and Dragons. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad Tim also knew it. I knew you were going to start playing, you motherfucker, as soon as you got... Something that you, I'm like... Away from people that were regularly playing it. Thank thank God now I'm away from my friends that regularly play this game so I can play this game regularly. (laughs) Are you doing it with with like Johnny and Spencer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny and Spencer are putting together the league. Um, Mostly Spencer, it seems Oh, the league. They call it the league. Not the league. Sorry, sorry. I'm still on that. You play a thing. So no, I'm still on the movie league. They're putting together the the game. Um, I believe. Uh, hold on, let me pull up the Facebook message. Who else is going to be in this game? Uh, looks like we have. Um, it's me. Uh, Robert might play as well. All right. Um, Colin. Uh. Uh, someone else, someone I don't know, um, and uh, it looks like Liz is gonna play. All right. Um, and yeah, man, this is uh, happening. I'm sorry that I didn't. I didn't know this was gonna <laughs> anger you guys uh, as it did. Um, it's just hilarious because there are so many times when we would have wanted to have played with you, man. Oh, yeah. well. <sighs> Well, because Jeff and I, I think the consensus with Jeff and I, and and basically everyone I've played with, uh, is that um, the improvisers that we know are tenfold more fun to play with than just yeah, the actual people who play the game. Than the people that are actually into Dungeons and Dragons inherently, and not not also improvisers. Yeah. Well, and 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 don't give it like you guys playing. Uh, and like you guys, and also like the game that you would get together with, like uh, who all would you guys play with in Gainesville? Uh, for a while, we were doing with Matt, Cameron. Uh, Cameron. Uh, you know, like, I Santos play. Santos and Johnny. Yeah, Santos we played with him. Johnny did play with us a couple times. Colin did play with us mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we had a revolving door. So like, yeah, because it was very well. It was very difficult during just to. For the weekly thing to bit get set in stone when we have that many conflicting schedules. So, but just like that group of people uh, playing, like, did start to put it in a different light to me. Because all I knew about Dungeons and Dragons was what the media would ever tell me about Dungeons and Dragons. Satan worship. Uh, not quite that, but <laughs> uh, you're going you're going to basically commit social suicide. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um and but yeah, sort of worship is a big component of when we well, play. Yeah, and you're and you're and yeah, shortly thereafter then you'll you'll start worshiping Satan. Yeah. <laughs> uh it's it's a two step process. Step one, play a game, step two, worship, worship Satan. Satan. Yeah. Right, well so... you start you start rolling the twenty sided die and then you start using a Ouija board. Yeah. And the next thing you know you're summoning spirits and Yeah, worship worshiping the Dark and Lord and Goat's blood. Pentagrams yeah. and such. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. I'll um, note that down as things to kind of keep in mind. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you guys sort of did break that stigma for me. So I just kind of want to, um, one, I guess, apologize. Uh, <laughs> but two, just ask for like any tips or tricks or anything, or just kind of like, you know, uh, tricks of the uh, trade or anything. Uh, do you know which version you are playing? No idea. Okay. Because that'll make a big difference if you're playing 3.5 if you're, or if you're playing 4.0. What's the difference? Uh, the difference is I believe that 4.0 is way, way easier for new people to get into. 
Uh, 3.5 is for people who have played D&D for a long time and just understand how D&D goes. Because it has some very specific like rules and very specific things that happen that you would only really know if you had played D&D for a long time. If you had played D&D uh, from like like 1.5 essentially yeah okay. yeah something like that 4.0 yeah. a much more streamlined format but because of that a lot of the older D players are like well this is like boring compared to 3.5 where i can do make this weird specific character that can do all these things that you can't do in 4.0 and i'm like i don't care because i don't want to make that character i just want to make jokes about how Santos uh, gave an extra gold to a shopkeeper telling him to buy a beer, and the man broke down crying about his alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've only ever played 4th edition. Um, that's that's what it's... It, yeah, it's 4th it's edition, 3.5, 3rd edition, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the, actually, the 5th edition is, is just on the horizon right now. But, um, just about birthed on the world. From Satan's yeah. dark, yeah, from the bowels of hell. Um, but <laughs> fourth edition, from what I understand and from what I've learned playing the game, is it's very much more focused on like a role. So, like, if you're like, oh, I want to do this, you can make a guy that does that one thing very well, and like. It's much. It gives like much more up to like uh, a good team as opposed to like what Jeff was saying. I think in the other editions, you could be like, "Well, I'm like a wizard, but I also can do this, and I can do this, and this, and this." And then you're just like a one man band, like, and everyone else is like paled in comparison to you. Yeah. And then I mean, a lot of it depends on how. I mean, I'm assuming Spencer's going to DM. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it depends on how, you know, Spencer wants to run it. I run mine very lax yeah. uh, on certain things. But, like, I mean, yeah, like, I don't make everyone, like, talking character all the time. Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. You know, we, I mean, it takes us forever to, like, do anything because a lot of the time we're just joking around. And for some people, that's hell on earth uh, for how a D&D game should go. But, I mean... <laughs> For us, it's us just hanging out, and also we get to... Within the context play. of... Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, and just, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, we just have just stupid stuff go so down give me a some lot. specifics here. I need, I need to know, like, like, what is, what is the actual, like, premise of the game? Like, what do you, like, is there an end point? I, like, I, seriously, I know no. nothing about this fucking game. Uh, I mean, the end point is the no. There is no like end point. The point is to make your character, uh, you know, give him a good backstory, give him a good story, and honestly, just play that character's story however it unfolds in the in the world that Spencer makes. You know, yeah. Uh, at one a time, lot of the, a lot of the gameplay and everything is determined by the by the dungeon master, by the DM. So like. You know, if Spencer is running a thing that he has planned to take you guys up to, like, I guess milestones are measured in, like, levels, you know, so, like, level one, level two, or whatever for your character. So, if he plans on making a story that's going to last you guys to the maximum level, which is level 30, that could take, like, years. Yeah, but if he's doing it... A year of, like, dedicated play. (laughs) Yeah, but if he's doing it, like, you know... Maybe just a few encounters, which is basically another word for, you know, a fight, a fight or something like that. Then, you know, it could take a, a night or two. But, uh, yeah, because, like, like how I, when I, whenever I DM, because I generally DM'd for our group, like, I homebrew the majority, which means, like, I make it up by myself. Yeah. Like, setting... I'll take, like, obviously the rules that they have in place for, like, the characters and for a lot of the monsters maybe tweak a couple of things to fit what I want it to do. But then everything is, like, made up by the DM, essentially. Okay, and so, like, the DM sort of, like, creates the story that you guys are going to play out? Exactly. And then you guys get to, you know, 
And like the, th- I mean, like, but you don't have to. I mean, you do, but you don't have to do like exactly what he wants you to do. I mean, there was one time when I gave, literally gave, like Tim and Johnny and Santos and then, and Cameron like a, a free house. I gave them a free house. Okay, I mean, nothing suspicious about this fucking house whatsoever. They spent like an hour and a half, like checking this house for traps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's the thing that makes it so great too, is because the only the only person that really knows how the environment is going to work with the players is the DM. Right. So right. it's your job as a team of players to be like, okay, we just walked into this cave. Uh, it's pitch black. Like, is someone going to light a torch? Is someone going to cast a fire spell so we can see? You know, maybe someone someone's gonna... just going to turn around and fart really loud into the darkness to hear how long it echoes. You know, there, you can do. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's basically the dungeon master describing a situation, the players responding to the situation by saying what they want to do in the context of what their character can do, and then the dungeon master saying, "Okay, uh, roll a d20 die," which is basically what most of the rolls are based off of, and then based on your your the number of your roll and whatever bonuses you get to add to that. You get to do or not do that thing that you just described. That you well, did. I mean, you, or like attempt to do. Because, like, let's say you want to, like, I don't know, you really want to punch through this like wooden door. It's like, oh man, the door handle's broke. There's a fire or something. We need to get out of here. I'm a big, strong character. I'm gonna try and punch this door down. You would then roll a d20, add those results, and it's like maybe you weren't hard enough, so you punch the door really hard, and you know, get to do the whole hurt your hand routine, or maybe you just hulked out and hit that door so hard it like flew like into the dragon's face or something you know whatever you know the the dm kind of responds to how you're you, you know it's a it's a give and take okay. on what what the dm gives you cho- like sets for you to do what you decide to do and then what it ends up you end up doing how that affects the world you know so and uh one of the aspects is you get to create your character right Yes, and that's the best part of the entire thing, honestly, as Tim and I will attest, because we have made so many... That Honestly, the main thing we do is just to make characters. Okay, Tim so depending on... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Based off what I, uh, you said earlier, is if, like, depending on how long uh, the DM is, like... Or, like, how, what level you guys are playing to... Depends on how long you keep this particular character. Like if it's like a, a a weekly game that you're just starting every week from scratch, then you just have to yeah. you make a new character every week. No, no, no. You'll take that one character and keep playing as it. Okay. Uh, Unless the DM says, does. "Okay, next week we're going to do a completely different storyline, and I want you to make brand new characters," then okay, so that you, would be hard because it, it is hard to make a character. So you can to keep make a, a good character. a character you want to play. Okay. Um, yeah, no, you'll keep you'll keep the same character, and that character progresses and grows, and you get to give him new things he can do and add bits and twists to the story. With I mean, that's that's where the real meat of it is is like the unfolding of the story of your group of characters. So, what are some things that I should know about like a character? Like, what kind of character should do you think I should like maybe like make or I don't know? What do you think would be I don't know. I have no I have no knowledge about like what the types I mean, of characters there are. What do you or... What do you want to play? It's like the the classic. Um, it's like the classic uh, archetypes of like a, a fantasy. Story. Yeah, then, like uh, the the main roles they break it down into a fourth edition, which I don't know if you'll play it or not, but it still kind of brushes over to the other. There's the defender whose main goal is to attract the enemies and make sure that the enemies are hitting him and not his uh, teammates. There's the leader, uh, and he's the guy who focuses on healing his teammates and on, like, maybe giving them buffs, or uh, or he could also kind of focus on, like, getting up and fighting with the enemy as well, but his specialty will always be healing. Uh, there's the striker, whose focus is on dealing the most damage possible uh, in, like, the biggest numbers uh, and hitting things the hardest. And then there's the controller, who focuses on, you know, kind of spreading out the damage, as well as also, like, controlling where people are on the battlefield. Like, they can move people around. They can slow people down. uh, They can make people easier or harder to hit. Uh, Probably for a beginner, a controller and a leader are like the hardest to play. 
uh, and then, I mean, a striker is generally the easiest to play. Okay. What are um, some of your favorite, uh, like D and D stories from like playing? Let's see. Oh, I mean, there we got just like like specific instances. Like, uh, and then I'll, I'll just and I'll just go this. ahead with I'll just go ahead with um, two that I always describe to people that are uh, new to the game that are like, oh, so you guys just like pretty much sit around and and talk in character and jerk each other off or whatever. Uh, well, actually, this is a bad example. This is because, because you are going to talk about the jerking people. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I think the the funniest. Like the best game of D and D I played was was the one we played with Matt and and all them and stuff. But the funniest uh, like campaign I ever played was the one we did with Santos and Johnny and Cameron. It was and, so uh, mostly because of the characters that um, that Johnny and Santos played. Uh, <laughs> Santos was a paladin, which is a uh, is like a knight, but they're like. Uh, they're like devoted, devoted like to one of the gods. Yeah, some kind of like holy cause or whatever. So there's like a bunch of gods um, listed in like the the D and D pantheon that you can like pick from that you worship, and they represent like certain ideals and stuff. So it's like easier for you to pick it out. But Santos just decided he was going to worship Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, and so I allowed this to an extent. Yeah, so like in actuality, he was worshiping the closest thing to D- to Jesus in D anD D, which is like this god uh, called Bahamut, which is like this ancient dragon or something like that. That's all about like banishing e- evil and being good and stuff like that. And uh, but he was like, like every time his character could, he would be like, "Oh, praise Jesus!" But he would get like, like punished punished by uh, the god he was actually <laughs> worshiping. Um, <laughs> And he uh, he had made a bunch of homemade Bibles that were like these little like pamphlets and would always try and hand them out to people who he talked to during quests or in stores and the people would always be like, Oh, I'm sorry, we're not allowed to accept material like this while we're working. So <laughs> He's like, you... just leave it here, right here on the uh, right here on the counter and you maybe you could take a look at it to learn the word of God. And then like it, the book would like burst into flame or something and he'd be like, Oh, it's a sign from Jesus <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh Johnny played a wizard um who I I guess like his backstory was like he was this um he was like this race called a, a deva that you can pick, and um, they're kind of like almost like angels, pretty much. But his was like super mischievous and like raunchy and just like totally off the beaten path. And like, yeah. uh, so there's this spell that uh, wizards have. It like it isn't like an attack or anything. It's just called mage hand, and you basically create like uh, a little, and, blue hand. Yeah, you create like an image of your hand that you can just like use to manipulate things at like a distance. So he, uh, we like went into this one bar, uh, the characters did to like find out some information about something, and he uh, proceeded to like jerk off every patron in the bar <laughs> with the mage hand. with the mage hand, and then <laughs> immediately afterwards he cast the spell that he has called um, Memory to Mists, which uh, wipes everyone's memory of the previous fifteen minutes uh, completely like blank. <laughs> <laughs> He just like jerks everyone in this entire bar off, and then like completely like wipes their memory of the entire like incident. But one thing he didn't realize, he thought that Mage Hand was invisible and that he didn't have to do anything. But when you're using Mage Hand, like your hand makes the motions that the hand itself makes, <laughs> and he didn't realize that it was like a blue. So it was essentially he was just projecting a blue hand and then just jerking people off. <laughs> no. Is that something you would roll for, or? Uh, I mean, not like I mean, I guess if we were going to get into the nitty gritty of it, yes. But I, I mean, I was just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> one thing, one thing that's been a staple of um, of all of our games is the spooky check. <laughs> um, if we're walking into a into a location like an old castle or like a, a like a decrepit house or something like that. Uh, someone will probably roll a spooky check just to determine how spooky the area is, um, and then depending on what the uh, what the dice says for the spooky check, uh, the DM will say uh, the level of of spookiness we're dealing with. 
And that's just like another thing. Like it's not written into the game. Like once you once you realize that the basic mechanic of the game is just like saying what you want to do and then rolling that that uh, d twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, once you like get that, that's basically what every mechanic is based off of is just doing that. Like you can really like basically just let your imagination run wild and with make it. it. Your own. Yeah. Just do whatever funny crap you want to do. Okay. But if I say spooky check, they're gonna have no idea what I'm talking. They're about. gonna have no idea. That's that's uh. That's an original. That's a you guys yeah. original. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all, all you would probably have to do is like, I'm gonna do a spooky check, and then if they ask you what that is, you can be like, yeah, I'm just gonna check how spooky it is in here. I'm gonna roll a d20. And, and they'll be like, okay, okay. <laughs> and I don't know. We might have done a spooky check when Colin was there. He might recognize the spooky check. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think actually one of the best moments of spooky. It was like we like we're walking into like this this castle that was like on a hill and it was like raining and like thundering and lightning and they had just fought a bunch of these undead things called ghouls that had attacked them by crawling down a, a, like a cliff face and leaping on them yeah and so uh, uh someone i think it was matt because matt is notorious for just always having like horrible rolls i think he rolled a crit fail uh which a critical a critical hit is or like a critical whatever is a 20 on the 20 sided die and a critical failure is a one on the 20 sided die and I think he rolled a crit fail on the on the spooky check, and I, <laughs> Jeff, and I think Jeff was just like, "Yeah, it's totally fine." Like uh, <laughs> this place, you, is have, you are not not cautious or about anything whatsoever going yeah. on here. You think you think this place is lovely? Uh, <laughs> uh, another really good moment that actually just happened when I was down in uh, Florida. We played a quick. Uh, we did a quick one off there's two actually really good moments uh matt was this minotaur barbarian um and so they came into this room and uh it was like a kind of a big empty room but there was a ledge like a 15 foot 15 foot wall with like a ledge and then the room went for the back well, we so- also preface this with uh matt was role-playing his character he was a, he was this minotaur barbarian like massive bull man like huge axe yes. and um he was playing as like a man child so yeah like- it was like very naive, very optimistic, yes. uh, like an Andy Dwyer. Yeah, yeah that's a, almost, that's almost a, like an extreme approximation. Uh, and so yeah, so Matt's character, like huge barbarian, goes up to the wall. And he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna jump up the wall," and he makes a good roll. And so he jumps 15 feet in the air on top of the on top of the ledge, but the ledge was covered in this clear glue. And he gets stuck in it. Uh, and so then, and he sees some enemies like that are down at the end of the room. And he's like, all right, I'm going to try. And it was a, it was like kind of like a strength check. It was called an athletics check to pull himself free from the glue. All right. He's like, all right, I'm going to not only try and get out of it. I'm going to try and jump out of the glue so hard that I'm going to leap into the enemy and attack them. And he crit fails the jump. And I'm like, you just fall over sideways and fall prone into the glue. (laughs) (laughs) And so then he makes another check to try and break free from the glue uh, and fails that again horribly. So I'm like, you are now like, like both hands, both feet, side of your face, just completely stuck in the glue on the edge. And and, And it's like, and then someone's like, you know what the main ingredient of glue is? And it's like, they're just like, no, 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 just freaking out. Yeah, you really, you really have to open your your mind's eye to really appreciate it. Like, uh, just the image of a a man child bull man with like a giant axe, like weeping, like lying face first in a pile of of his own ancestors. <laughs> Uh, and then another thing was, there was this character who was with them that, like, I kind of controlled, who was, like, their guide for a while, called Dan. Uh, <laughs> yes. Dan the Human Man. Uh, and one thing that had been funny was that Dan had, he, like, helped them during the fights, but he was pretty weak. But he had managed to, like... He got the kill shot on, like, every single yeah, fight. Like, like, like the final two kill shot. the brute guys they were fighting. Uh... Just on the virtue that, like, literally they were, like, on the doorway to death, and he managed to hit them and kill them. And that was, like, the only thing. 
he ever accomplished during the entire fight. Uh, like, there was one time when he tried to do what Matt's character had done and, and like, jump up the wall to climb it, and he, like, maybe cleared a, cleared a foot vertical. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Matt's character had only seen uh, Dan kill the creatures, and so he was convinced that Dan was this incredible warrior who it was, like, this great hero. Uh, and Dan ends up dying uh, in, in one of the fights. And, and, uh, and, uh, and, like, how he dies is he walks into this giant kind of blob creature that essentially dissolves him. <laughs> uh, so, like, and, a super lame death. And, and during the fight where uh, Dan is, like, dying inside this blob... Matt's character also gets pulled inside the blob. <laughs> and, like, he, like, says that he tries to, like, pull Dan out, and I'm like, you pulled Dan's hand off. <laughs> it was, And then, at the end, they have this, like, tender moment where Dan's, like, dying, and he's like, tell my wife that I love her. <laughs> and it was just, just, it was pitch perfect. <laughs> hey! Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could we could tell stories forever, but basically the 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 nitty gritty of it if it is like if you have a good a good DM and if you have a good group of people that like first and foremost like just have a sense of humor and yeah. like yeah. are are okay playing around with with the rules and stuff like that like it's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. So I mean, yeah, and then you know as far as like picking a character, just like. Like think, I think the easiest way to do it is just like think of what you'd want to be if you were like in, you know, a Lord of the Rings or something like that. Like what you would want to do, and then like go from there. Okay. So do you want to be like a Gandalf, or do you want to be like a, you know, a Gimli, like or Gimli or Aragorn or one of the Hobbits? You can even do that, man. There's halflings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, one. I think another one of the funniest characters uh, was another one of Matt's where he played a gnome, which is a very small creature, but he played it. It was the fattest gnome you could possibly be. Uh, was that I, was that when I was there? That was not there. Wait, okay. that was when you were. Yes, that was when you were there. Yes, he played the the fattest ever gnome, and everyone <laughs> called him a dwarf. <laughs> everyone called him a short dwarf, and it was just really funny. Also, it's just hilarious to imagine a super fat gnome to of me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, when it, when it basically boils down to it, like, like I said, if you play with people that, that do improv or whatever, like, because that's all, that's all it really is. It's just, it's just bullshitting, you know, mm-hmm. for the most part, bullshitting with some, some rules underlying everything. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Sweet man. All right. Well, that sounds pretty damn cool. I'm I'm looking forward to this. I was looking forward to it before. Just like eventually, kind of like like I said, sort of just you know breaking all of that bullshit. But uh, yeah, now it's uh, it's gonna happen. So uh, I'll keep you guys updated. Yeah, and, let us know how it goes and yeah, how the uh, how the is it a guild? Is that what you call it? Is it a, a guild? Yeah, you can call it a guild. Uh, like a lot of people call like they like give a name to their like group. That travels around. It's their like guild name. Okay. We've had a couple of funny ones. We had Light Rock. We had I don't know what was that? some of the other ones we had. Um, Light Rock is the only one I can actually think. I think some of the other ones are just half-assed or like didn't actually. Light Rock's the only one I've heard of where you guys actually like had a had a thing you did. Yeah, that one was funny. Light Rock was named after the fact that there's a little spell the wizards can cast called Light, where they literally just make an object glow, and uh, and uh, so we would just cast it on a rock and then throw it down the hallway. But then I figured out my door figured out I could just tie it to my hammer, and so that my hammer just became like a giant flashlight, and I would like charge into battle screaming Light Rock. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and that's how the guild name Light Rock came to be. There we go. Sweet. All right. Well, guys, just I... had a dead rat that we would cast Light Rock on and throw it at people called Light Rat. <laughs> but if you got if you got a if you got to cut him off, Rich, you just yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah. happening. That is what's happening. Um, 
but yeah all right cool well that uh sounds like a lot of fucking fun i'm i'm looking forward to that um and yeah here we go this is, uh, this is you know i mean this is a new chapter in my life you guys <laughs> and so this seems fitting um yeah, but, but yeah. do you have a, a a time picked out for when you're going to start classes and stuff up there or are you still Still filling things out first. Um, yeah, no, I haven't picked out any classes or anything yet. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, still just kind of um, figuring things out. Still got to get a job, all that fun stuff. So. Oh, yeah, word. Yeah, all that stuff. Still got to fall into place. Um, I just got to actually make it happen. But <laughs> the uh, the new I.O. did, like, pass its inspections, like, yesterday. So they're having their first shows tonight. And then their Ooh, official, nice. like, grand opening is the 29th and 30th of August. So gonna try to hit a couple of those shows even though they're like way expensive but they're probably gonna be yeah it'll be really sweet to say that you were at like the first shows of the brand new io theater yeah yeah. and they're bringing in like a lot of alumni and stuff like well not bringing in but they're getting a lot of alumni to do those shows and stuff like that so it's gonna be pretty pretty cool um but yeah that's neither here nor there uh but yeah so we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up um real quick just want to uh go ahead and uh let you know uh thank you for listening to the blank slate um and you can obviously you can find us on itunes uh tell a friend tell them to subscribe or on stitcher as well uh and uh we could be found at our home base of podswoggle.com uh we've been starting a little bit of a network as uh, you may have noticed um so go to podswoggle.com, check out all the articles for uh, entertaining wrestling articles or podcasts or our uh, a new podcast that is being started under the banner of Podswoggle uh, called Married with Movies. It's where our good friend uh, Chris Mullet and his wife Samantha Mullet, the winner and loser of this league, uh, <laughs> uh, pick a, a random movie every week and uh, watch it. And then talk about it. And um, it's uh, pretty good. I still haven't listened to the first one yet. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. I still haven't listened to the first one yet. I, I didn't know they had made the first one yet. It, no, yeah, it's did. up. They it's did. up. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, I so, thought that he had just like announced that they were going to do it. I didn't realize that was the first one. No, it went up uh, either earlier this week or late in the weekend. So check yep. that out. Um, uh, check it out before I do. Let me know how it is. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure it's good. Mulder, he's a podcasting veteran. I, I have faith in him. Um, and yeah, also check us out uh, at, on Twitter at Blank Slate Pod. Shoot us an email, uh, Blank Slate Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Rich Cammy. And uh, yeah, uh, Jeff, do you have any uh, anything to plug or any final thoughts? Or do you want to shoot your Twitter out there? Uh, I don't have Twitter, so uh, you don't have that's Twitter. not going to happen. Uh, real quick, I want to take back number? some of the things I said about Luke Besson. All right, he did make some good movies. You know, I shouldn't have been that hard on him, but really, I don't think Lucy should have done as uh, as good as it did. It ruined me. All right, I would have won, Luke Besson. I would have won. Also, if you ever want to check out some shirts that I haven't updated in a long time, uh, check out Fungus Among Us's store on uh, T Public. Boom. You heard that. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C? Yeah, T-Public. Cool. And Tim? Uh, yeah, Twitter, uh, at uh, Timprovisor. Uh, I don't think I've posted in uh, three years. <laughs> so follow him to make sure he sticks to it. So <laughs> See follow how long him. he can remain post-free. Yeah, yeah. follow <laughs> me to make sure I keep my silence up. Um, also... Uh, I, I feel bad that we started talking about D and D so late into this because I probably could have gone on, on that forever. So, uh, maybe I'll just start a, a, a podcast where I just talk about D and D by myself <laughs> <laughs> for like, for like two hour episodes each. And you can just add that to the pod swoggle network. Come I mean, seriously, Rich, if you do the probably hundreds of characters, one, well, I don't know about hundreds, maybe around a solid round hundred characters that we have made and cracked jokes about. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you guys should, uh, think about starting something like that. I don't know how it would work long distance, but I don't know. We'll be in talks. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, do you need like any of the books or stuff? Well, actually, I don't know what edition you're playing, so I guess that wouldn't help you. There, there, there are books. So, yeah, like, rule books and stuff. I know there's like a monsters guide, right? Yeah, there's like a you, player. Well, there's like a player's handbook that has Because that explains to you the nitty gritty of how to play. What was that, Jeff? The player's handbook. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if you find out you're playing fourth edition, let me know, and I can give them to you. Okay. Okay. I'll uh, I'll let you know when I know. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Sweet. Uh, So for Tim, for Jeff, this is Rich uh, saying thank you very much for listening. You can go ahead and delete this now. Catch us later. (laughs) Fuck! I can't believe it's been ten episodes still using Catch Us Later. That's uh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I do like I do like that you can delete this now, though. Thank you, thank I'm you. Glad, I'm glad I'm glad you stuck with that one. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>